Hi there and hello, it's James Lindsay. You're listening to my subscribers only podcast, James Lindsay only subs. That means you contribute to my project to educate the world about this mess, woke Marxism or whatever we want to call it. And I appreciate you. This is a weird little episode I want to do. I want to talk to the Southern Baptists. Um, I don't normally target particular groups or audiences like that, but this is something for the Southern Baptists, and it's about your Resolution 9 from 2019, uh, which indicated that you intended to bring as a collective. I grant that most of you listening to this would not have agreed with it, but uh, I think you need to understand this. Resolution 9 said that they intended to bring in critical race theory and introduction as an analytical tool subordinate to, to scripture within the purview of the Southern Baptist Convention. And it was passed under very uh, shady circumstances. Those of you who know the story, you can check it out. If you don't know the story, but shortest summary is it was Resolution 9. There were 13 resolutions on the table that year at the convention. Somehow, magically, lots of weird discussion occurs and time runs out at the end of Resolution 8. Um, and there's only a few minutes left for the convention to decide on resolutions 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13, the last five of those. And so it's proposed, five being this, or sorry, number nine being this, the next one being this very controversial, let's bring in critical race theory and introduction as analytical tool subordinate to scripture into uh, Southern Baptist programming. Now, these are resolutions. These aren't binding edicts or or whatever, but we're now officially seeing this, and again, this is three years ago, almost, we're seeing the Southern Baptist Convention, and for those of you that aren't in the Southern Baptist Convention, realize what that represents. This is a super, it's been for very long anyway, a super conservative Christian convention that's a gigantic organization, that has a gigantic population of people that it represents, and a gigantic economy. I think its economy is bigger, if I'm not mistaken, than the country of Australia. Uh, if you were to separate it and consider it that way. And they're going to bring in critical race theory and, introduct, and, and intersectionality as so-called analytical tools, and which you think that's what I'm about to yell about, but it's not, that are subordinate to scripture. That's what I'm going to talk about, the subordinate part. And so they're going to do this. And the circumstances where the time runs out, and then resolution nine is this, you know, really, the next one, but time's out for debate. And so now resolutions 9 through 13. So whatever's in 10, 11, 12, and 13, regardless of your feelings about 9, they say we're going to vote on these five as a block with virtually no discussion. So if you want resolution 10, 11, 12, or 13, you have to make your decision. Do I concede to number 9 if I'm iffy on it or even if I oppose it so that I can get 10, 11, 12, and 13? And this kind of a game is played constantly. This is a tactic. This They run down the clock put the controversy right there. They did this at Evergreen in its own fashion. Everybody knows the Evergreen story now, or you can go watch the documentary with Brett Weinstein. Uh, you can watch Mike Nana's, or you can watch uh, Benjamin Boyce's, and you can see in both cases that what happened, what happened was that they sent out the equity plan that ruined Evergreen State College the night before with a broken link that you couldn't even access what the equity plan was and it was to be voted on in this faculty meeting the next morning or the next day. They sent out the whole plan to the university falsely the night before and had Brett Weinstein not tracked down the true story. 
you know, nobody would ever known it. And I've heard countless stories where these weird woke initiatives are always kind of brought in at the very last minute under very shady circumstances like this. They're kind of shuttled in. Oh, we ran out of time. We don't have time to discuss this. We just have to make a quick vote. Let's go. This is a tactic. You have to realize the people who are orchestrating this then realize this is a tactic and are doing it on purpose. But that's not the point. Resolution 9 is not the point. And by the way, if you're not invested or interested in the Southern Baptist Convention, I could try to convince you why you should be. We don't really want to see our large religious institutions taken over by a totalitarian ideology that's trying to infect and command everything. We want to have something that can stand up against it. Uh, it we, all, we also want to preserve the rights of our Baptist or whatever else friends, Christian friends, to follow their faith as they will, not to see their faith perverted into this new ecumenical woke mishmash that every other faith, whether it's Presbyterian, whether it's Catholic, whether it's Buddhist, whether it's uh, Muslim, whether it's Jewish, is all going to start professing in it the same way, the same woke nonsense in just Christian clothes or a priest's frock or uh, in the you know the outfits worn in synagogue or, or mosque or whatever else. You, we, we should want to preserve the ability for people to believe according to their conscience, not to see all their faiths turned into one giant woke faith posing, you know, dressed up as pretending it's Catholic, pretending it's um, Presbyterian, pretending it's Baptist, pretending it's Buddhist, pretending it's Muslim, pretending it's Jewish or whatever else. We should be able to have preserve that difference so that people with their consciences can follow what they believe uh, to be the, the capital T truth. But that's none of this is what I wanted to talk about. If you're not in the, what I started to say is if you're not in the Southern Baptist Convention, though, I'll circle back to that. These same principles apply at other places. Physics shouldn't be turned into woke physics. Math shouldn't be turned into woke math. Psychology should never have been turned into woke psychology, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so this same idea applies. And the focus that I want to have is subordinate to scripture, subordinate to scripture. Okay. So this is a trick. This is a Trojan horse. I, of course, with Michael O'Fallon and Peter Bogosian did that series of videos titled the Trojan horse back in 2019, after this happened on the rooftop in Manhattan. And a lot of people have seen that. A lot of people have commented about how that was their kind of eye-opening moment. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. The Trojan horse series, type in my name and Trojan horse, and you should be able to find it and watch the discussion. This is my technology of this, like almost three years ago, I still was light in my understanding, relatively speaking. And so I said, then this is a Trojan horse and the Trojan horse is subordinate to scripture. Why? Because of course, a Christian is going to look at that and say, well, everything is subordinate to scripture. That's key to being Christian. And, um, that means it's probably, if it's going to stay subordinate to scripture, it's probably not that dangerous. It's probably not that bad. It's just an analytical tool. And of course it's not an analytical tool. It is a totalitarian theory. And that's why the subordinate to scripture part is a lie. And I would say that the people who wrote it probably knew that. So finding out who wrote Resolution 9 and who promoted Resolution 9 and who defended Resolution 9 and who pretended to be against Resolution 9 and then didn't take action against Resolution 9 like Al Mohler knew. What did they know? They knew the critical race theory. Look at critical race theory and intersectionality or any of these critical identity theories, if you want. It doesn't have to just be critical race theory. What are they focused on? What is critical theory focused on? It's absolutely, what is Marxism in general? Because critical theory is actually critical Marxism. And when it takes up identity politics, it just becomes identity Marxism. It's still Marxism, or we could call it woke Marxism today. And what are, what is Marxist theory 
in general, or Marxian theory in general, obsessed with. It's obsessed with what? Domination, right? Dominance. And what does it think about domination? It thinks that all domination is, in fact, the product of social relations and fundamentally the thing that must be brought to an end. The communist utopia is one, we could say, a stateless, classless society, etc. But what does stateless and classless represent? It represents a situation in which there is no domination. Domination is the thing that we're all going to be completely liberated from, including the domination of reality, by the way. So critical race theory and intersectionality fundamentally understand domination to be the evil in the world that has to be removed. What's the opposite? Let me just, this is so simple and I can't believe people don't see it. What is the opposite of domination? Subordination. That which dominates subordinates whatever it dominates. That's not hard to understand. Okay. So that which dominates is subordinating something else. So let's go back to resolution nine and look at it very closely. We're going to bring in critical race theory and intersectionality as analytical tools subordinate to scripture. So scripture now is the thing dominating critical race theory and, inter and intersectionality. But critical race theory and intersectionality hold as a fundamental tenet, and in fact, as their operating system. It's not like a quirk within it. It is their operating system that anything that subordinates is evil and must be overthrown. In fact, must be replaced by itself because it's actually a theory of totalitarian domination. How does it work? By calling everything it wants to dominate racist until it dominates it, or as I usually phrase it, critical race theory as a noun means calling everything you wish to control racist until you control it. So now you're, you have the Southern Baptist Convention has brought in and passed Resolution 9 almost three years ago, and the language says that it is going to be subordinate to scripture. And what I say it's a Trojan horse. What Christians have failed to understand and, and totally failed to grasp when they allowed this to be brought in is that critical race theory, by its definition, cannot tolerate being subordinate to anything for long. And its entire modus operandi is to turn over any relationship of domination so that it, in fact, says that it's destroying the domination, but instead is putting itself in the dominant position. So if you say you're going to bring in critical race theory and intersectionality subordinate to scripture, you can damn well bet Christians damned well bet like condemned, like damned, like y'all demons. If you don't, if you're doing this and if you don't get it, you're, you're falling for for a demonic trick. And I mean that you can damned well bet that critical race theory and intersectionality are not intended by the people who know what it is and what it does to stay subordinate to anything for very long. And in fact, it will come to dominate, replace and dominate that which is subordinating it, because that's literally what critical race theory and intersectionality have been designed to do. And what is it? Let's go back to this. What is it that Critical race theory and intersectionality, according to Resolution 9 from 2019 in the Southern Baptist Convention, what is it supposed to be subordinate to? What is it supposed to stay subordinated by? Scripture. Now, I'm not Christian, we all know this, but I can tell you right now that if 
you are religious and you have religious scriptures upon which your religion is based, especially if you are textual fundamentalists, or more formally, intratextual fundamentalists, if you are that and your scripture is going to be dominated by some other idea, you don't have your faith any longer. This is an explicit and intentional act of heresy. The best that can possibly be said of anybody who pushed this and brought it in, the best that can be said of any of the people who pushed this and brought it in, again, Al Mohler, Ed Stetzer, want some more names? The best that can be said of any of the people who pushed this, brought it in, or defended it afterwards is that they are too naive for the position that they occupy because they did not realize that they were bringing in a Marxist tool of domination meant to eventually subordinate scripture, not to stay subordinate to it, which it cannot by its own definition. There's a lot worse that can be said about them, that they were intentional in what they did, that they know that it will subordinate scripture, that they know that it will work within Southern Baptist, the Southern Baptist Convention, just like it works within liberation theology within the Catholic Church, just like it works within whether ever you, you pick your favorite denomination, you pick your favorite world religion. It would happen in Judaism. It would happen in, in, in Islam. It would happen in Buddhism. It will subordinate. It will actually infiltrate, create a counter-hegemonic understanding of the concepts like love thy neighbor, etc. Flip them over and subordinate that scripture. And when that happens, you no longer have your religion. What you have is a religion or religious structure that is something else wearing the frock of the uh, religion that it's posing as. In other words, what you have is, in this case, Whatever the Southern Baptist, I know it's a kind of it's a coalition. It's got a lot of a lot of different denominations under its umbrella. But what you would have is the the, the denominations under the Southern Baptist Convention propping up the woke Marxist religion instead by using Christian language to do it. And the question is, among the people who decided to bring this in, who knew that, and who was merely too naive? And why are any of them still in positions of power? Why are any of them still being listened to? Why is any of that happening? So that's what you need to understand, just very simply and quickly. Critical race theory and intersectionality and all of woke Marxism and all of Marxism more generally are designed as tools, not analytical tools, as 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 tools of domination that enter into situations, identify a domination versus subordination relationship and flip it upside down. They invert that relationship. And so if you think you're going to bring in critical race theory and intersectionality subordinate to scripture, you forget that subordinate spelled exactly the same way is also a verb. So rather than bring in critical race theory and intersectionality as analytical tools subordinate to scripture, we just need to move that to in front. We need to switch to the infinitive form, and it's to bring in critical race theory and intersectionality to subordinate scripture. And that's what that's really about. That's the nature of that Trojan horse. So I would tell you that you need to get this out of the convention, get this out of your faith, stop pussyfooting around with it, stop pretending that you're going to be able to keep societal acid in a container that is designed to dissolve this. You can keep subordinate to something else, that which is designed to throw off all subordination and claim it as a mantle of domination. 
You must get this out of your churches. You must get this out of your convention. You must overturn all of this. And you must do this by finding the people who are bringing it in and defending it, holding them to account that requires naming who they are, identifying what they've done, trying to get them to repent and see if they do. But it also means taking them in for good, for, for, the, the good of the convention and the religion itself, taking them out of the positions of power they abused in the first place. There is absolutely no reason anybody who was asleep at the wheel on this or that did this intentionally should be continued, uh, should be continuing in a position of power in that uh, role that they've had. So this is really something that you need to contemplate and think about and bring this fight up. Now, I said this isn't just for the Southern Baptist Convention. It's the exact same thing. If you think that critical race theory is going to come into physics and stay subordinate to the principles of physics like objectivity and universality and all of these other empiricism, etc., you got another thing coming. The entire Marxist definition of truth hinges upon the idea that that's not how it works. That which advances Marxism is true. Empiricism is just a story told by people who want to maintain their own hegemony. It's an ideology that must be thrown overthrown. You must understand that this is a subordinating faith, woke Marxism. So if you bring critical race theory into physics, your physics is going to become wokeness using physics as a tool. Your math is going to become wokeness as using math as a tool. Your psychology is going to become wokeness using woke Marxism, using psychology as the vehicle to move it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe it's that you are a company that sells cars. It is going to use the mantle of your company that sells cars actually to sell woke Marxism. You must understand this. It will subordinate anything that lets it in. That's what it's made to do, including if you're religious, just to give you an idea of just how big a deal it is, how absolutely irreverent, how absolutely selfish it is. Even religious people will bring it in to subordinate scripture itself. That's what you must understand about this. 